You, me, and HIFMB. Stories of science and the sea. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the HIFMB podcast. I'm very excited to present this to you. My name is Jan Klaas-Deiker. I'm an interdisciplinary postdoc working uh, in the interface between marine governance and marine biodiversity. HIFMB stands for the Helmholtz Institute for Functional Marine Biodiversity, and we're a small but very rapidly growing research institution in the north of Germany, in Oldenburg. And because we are so rapidly growing, I want to get into the premise of this show. We want to highlight the unique lives of the people working here and the work that they're doing. We just want to give you an inside scoop in a little bit of a different format rather than scientific publications. We give it to you in this podcast. It's going to be a quick 30 to 40 minute conversation with the other person where I talk about one of the recent research pieces that they've put out or are working on right now and their lives through their academic career. And in the first episode, I interviewed Josie Antonucci di Caravaglio, who is working on harmonizing phytoplankton monitoring in the Wadden Sea, which is part of the North Sea. And it's governed by Netherlands, Germany and Denmark, and it's not uniformly monitored. And Josie is working on rectifying that problem. Josie is also a part-time zookeeper, which is super interesting and has been in and out of academia back and forth, but has been doing so successfully. And I really want to highlight her diverse way uh, through academic life. So with that, I give you Josie Antonucci di Carvalho. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to our first guest on, on the HFMB podcast, Josie Antonucci di Carvalho. <laughs> That's the one. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> so, um, Josie, you're, you're the first guest on the podcast and, and uh, your, your name is quite a mouthful. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's Brazilian and Italian? Yes. Yes. I would say I Antonucci yeah. is the Italian part, of course, and Chicavalho, Brazilian. Yeah. More Portuguese, yes. But you grew up in Brazil. I grew up in Brazil and I don't know one word in Italian. <laughs> I mean, I do, mangiare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Perfect. But yeah, I have relatives in Italy. Mm -hmm. So what do you do here at, at HFMB? So now I'm a postdoc at the HFMB. I work in a project called Interreg project between uh, Germany and the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So it's a water quality project. And um, I'm doing this research until June. This project is until June this year, 2022. Mm -hmm. And I also work in a wildlife station. Oh, right. Part-time. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that later. <laughs> yes. Um, for, for the Interact project, so I, I just looked it up, and Interact is a European Union subsidy program uh, to support cross-border cooperation between countries. Exactly. And that's Germany and the Netherlands, you said? Yes, yeah. that's correct. So this project, um, the purpose of the project is mainly to harmonize the assessment of phytoplankton and therefore uh, eutrophication in the Wodensee, mm -hmm. including the part, the German part and the Dutch part. Yeah, yeah. maybe for, for uh, everyone or anyone who doesn't know, the, the Wodensee is part of the North Sea in yeah. Europe and yeah. borders three countries, the so Netherlands, Germany and Denmark. Exactly. So it's the coastal waters yeah. of the North Sea. So we, s we say, and uh, it's a little bit weird, but we say it's the southern part of the North Sea. Mm -hmm. yes. And yeah, it's included in the World Heritage uh, UNESCO. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
as a, as a natural heritage site. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Very interesting. Yeah. With biodiversity, very very rich in diversity. Yeah. So so um and for the for the phytoplankton assessment, you're you're trying to harmonize it on on so, so what's going wrong or, or what's what's not working. Yeah. So uh, under the um, water framework directive, the last uh, assessment, water quality assessment. Uh, was not satisfactory under the uh, Water Framework Directive mm -hmm. since uh, the Germany and the Netherlands, they have different approaches how to look into eutrophication and yeah, the assessments were not harmonized. Yeah. And that's why uh, we started this project mm -hmm. to harmonize the, the, the assessment between the countries yeah. and also to include a new approach in how to look into uh, eutrophication because before um, they used to use only a proxy uh, of, of uh, phytoplankton mm -hmm. so they used to look only into chlorophyll A. As how, how, how do you collect that with, with like do they collect it with planes or? The chlorophyll or, 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 or they 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 how, how do they get the readings the, on chlorophyll? Yeah it depends that's w one part of the harmonization because okay. they have different ways of um, sampling mm -hmm. and and collecting information so that's one part of that needs to be harmonized mm -hmm. okay. I, I i cannot say exactly they they have different oh, ways of doing it yeah. um and another part of harmonizing is the the uh, sampling of phytoplankton species mm -hmm. uh, depends on how deep they they collect the samples and uh yeah. which part of the day in which light conditions and so on so that also should be harmonized and how the data is being analyzed also yeah. okay this is also different between the two countries for example uh germany they counted the, the individuals the phytoplankton species mm -hmm. and they also measured the size of the cells yeah and the dutch monitoring program they only uh, counted the cells so they did not right. measured so you don't uh, they only use literature va uh, values for the volume of the cell so mm -hmm. for the german part you have a trend mm -hmm. so you can really look into the cell size over time mm -hmm. and uh, in the G dutch part you can't you only have the abundance so the number of individuals over time yeah not really the, the size of the cells right okay and and how's the how's the harmonization going <laughs> <laughs> um what's very interesting in this uh, process is exactly that finding these differences in the monitoring programs between the countries and this is being very very important yeah. because at the end of this project we will be able to at least make some suggestions and recommendations how this programs uh, should be done mm -hmm. and how important are the monitoring programs of course to have a better understanding of the system yeah um, how is it going now is um, we have some challenges of course because it's two different countries with yeah. and uh, we work with uh, monitoring data uh, time series data f for more than 20 years mm -hmm. so we also have these differences over time mm -hmm. happening and differences between countries happening so yeah, yeah. it's it's a challenge but it's going well and and once you have 
Germany and Netherlands harmonized, will you then turn your attention to Denmark? Or <laughs> is that, do you know what's happening there? That would be an option, yes. Yeah. But uh, so far, I think is big enough, the project between yeah, two yeah. countries. Yeah, Good would be, of course, to harmonize and, and have a harmonized protocol or harmonized way of assessing water quality, at least in the entire Europe. Josie the harmonizer. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Okay, sweet. So and so you said you're you're doing that until June 2022? Yes, exactly. Okay. That's um, the the idea is until the, the project's until June 2022. Yeah, this year. This year? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, after that uh, or, or now is also there there is a possibility to still staying <laughs> continue mm -hmm. staying here at the HFMB starting a project yeah working with marine protected areas okay so that would be a possibility and have you done any work on on MPAs or marine protected areas before or no no okay. no that would be the first time yeah but at least it's also in the north sea so the, the area would be not different from what i'm working already yeah are you going to harmonize the MPAs? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, yeah. so there's a possibility that we are going to have you for a bit there longer. There is this possibility, yes. Okay. Hopefully it's going to work out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and looking a bit into your life, you, you're like a, a super international person. You, you Like we said, uh, half, half Brazil, half Italy. So how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? What's Yes. Uh, so... I grew up in Brazil uh -huh. and I did my uh, graduation there in biology. Mm -hmm. uh, and during my graduation, I, my, uh, a professor offered me uh, an internship here in Germany. Where, where did you do your, which, which uni was it in Brazil? In Brazil, uh, it's called, it was in, in the state of Rio de Janeiro. Okay. It's called um, Federal University of Rio de Janeiro. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you say that in Portuguese? Oh, so the, the <laughs> <laughs> Universidade Federal Fluminense. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't try to say that again. Yeah, please, <laughs> you should try. <laughs> so that's where I did my my graduation and also my masters. Right. Um, and yeah, during my graduation, my this professor offered me to come to Germany because he knew uh, um, a professor here. Mm -hmm and uh, work with uh, in a wildlife for a month mm -hmm. so just to have some experiences in working with wildlife since but, but I you hadn't worked with wildlife before n no not not really yeah i mean my graduation my research during my graduation was with uh poisoned a uh, animals mm -hmm. so spiders scorpions and snakes Ooh. yeah i was working um Institute to produce the anti Oh the anti venom? Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, right. do, do you know how to milk snakes yes. and all that? Ooh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting. So it was for two years I worked there and uh very very interesting job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I could imagine. Yeah, yeah. It was an internship. I did uh, Instituto Vital Brasil is the name. Uh -huh. And we worked with the most uh, venom poison snakes are they, in are Brazil. They, okay, all right. What's the most poisonous snake and um, so yeah we have the the um co co coral. oh my god i won't remember the latin name now <laughs> but i <it's> coral yeah okay. <laughs> it's the one that's uh, red 
black and white. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the stripes? Yeah, exactly. Banded something. Mm-hmm. Snake. Banded. <laughs> <laughs> Ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, That's a jungle snake, though, right? Jungle snake, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But the accidents with this n those snakes are not very common because they have the, the teeth, like the mm -hmm. teeth uh, behind, not really in front of the, the mouth. Oh. Ob uh, yeah. Okay. And that this makes like more difficult to inject the the poison uh, in the prey. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Okay. So, but the 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 poison is really strong. Mm. It's really toxic. Okay. I would say. Yeah. All right. I just remember a scene from Jurassic Park 2 where the where, <laughs> where the, the uh, banded tree snake crawls into a guy's oh, uh, uh, shirt and then he gets eaten by a T-Rex, which is not much better. Oh, I don't remember that. No. <laughs> oh. Terrible. Yeah, that's my experience with that snake. So okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah quite interesting job. Yeah. I I had nightmares you always. Did? Yes, okay. because and was very interesting because you could not go to work if you had any, uh, if you were sad or if you had any um, disappointment during the day or anything because you really had to work on your best feet. Yeah, you really have. Uh, I had to, yeah, to be fit for the for the job. Pay attention. Yeah, mm. milking snakes all yeah. day. Yeah, was it just snakes or spiders and scorpions Ju also? My my sector or my part was only snakes. Only snakes. Okay. Mm. So you don't know how to milk a spider. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe not maybe possible. Next. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> snakes were enough. Yeah. yeah. But very, very nice. And then moving on in, in the timeline of Josie? Yeah, so during this time, I, I, I came to Germany and I did this internship here in a wildlife station in Sachsenhagen. Uh, yeah, yeah, where is that? Sachsenhagen is <laughs> here actually in the north, um, near, close to Hanover. Ah, okay. It's a village. And yeah, I came for a month and was the first time uh, leaving Brazil, so going abroad. Mm -hmm. Uh, When was that? In 2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2011-2
Ähm, yes. Ja. Exakt. Äh, 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 freiwilliges ökologisches Jahr in German, so yes. Voluntary Ecological Year. It's yeah. Yeah. You can, you can, it's like a gap year in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting. I, I think. It's super interesting. Yeah, super I did interesting. it as well. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Instead, so when when I was growing up, we still had to do um, conscription, so army army service, and as a replacement for that, you can do other things, other ah. like social engagement, and and I did that. So voluntary ecological year instead of army service. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I wish we would have that in in Brazil. No. We don't, but no. it's very, very interesting. Yes. Maybe you can harmonize the the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the program. The program every time Brazil, Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Sweet ideas. And then back to to Brazil after that. Back to Brazil and certain that I really want to work in a wildlife station. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, yeah, what did you work with here? What what what? Here. Yeah, triggered you to to wanting to do that. Uh. When I was here, uh, everything was just so perfect. They, this wildlife station had a lot of uh, investments mm -hmm. um, from, I would say, a public service okay. yep, and public uh, and from this Action Tier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's the organization. Yeah, it's another. I'm I'm not sure if they're an NGO or if they're government funded. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> but they had, they still, I mean, they still exist, and they they have a lot of uh, investments, and I was very um, amazed how good a wildlife station could work, mm -hmm. and how how good it is to support also the population that finds animals or, or yeah. abandoned or, or injured and so on and they just bring to the station and we do the rehabilitation work anything um anything. Or, or only native species a anything um at this station was anything uh, wild of course not not, yeah. not pets but only wild animals anything yeah so if they find a uh House. An, an, an abandoned tree, banded tree snake, then they won't bring it there. They they, they could, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, everything that's wild. Oh, okay. But also, for example, boas, uh, the snakes, boa constrictor, yeah, yeah, yeah. that people sometimes have as pets. Yeah. And and then if that escapes, they don't bring. They escape, them. or if if they cannot take care anymore, mm -hmm. they can bring also. Yeah, okay. They have to pay, uh, I think, for three months. I don't know about this station, but I think they have to pay a little bit. Yeah. Um, that we get the sta the 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 animal, and then we just take care. And what do you do with it then? Yeah, if it's not native, yeah, we keep or we uh, try to replace it to 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 donate to a zoo. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it depends a lot because some animals uh, they don't have paper. Uh, like a registration yeah, yeah makes sense. and then you cannot really donate or yeah okay so spenden uh donate. yeah uh, yeah donate, donate. Sp spenden in german yeah uh, josie speaks very good yeah. german it's, it's, it's very impressive ein bisschen um so and and okay yeah sorry i, I interrupted the story there so the, um, back to brazil 2011 Yeah, exactly. Back to Brazil and certain that I want to work in a wildlife station, but in Brazil things are very different. So here I had this amazing impression that everything worked very well and the animals had um, a lot of 
investment. Mm -hmm. In Brazil, we also have these wildlife stations, but things are very different. Mm -hmm. We uh, these uh, wildlife stations are from the state, okay. belonging to the state. Yeah. And unfortunately, conditions are precary. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not no. Quite often, the animals don't have uh, medicaments or, or or even people to really work because we have many many animals in need mm -hmm. in these stations. So it's overpopulated the the, the stations. Yeah. <laughs> Populated. Yeah. Um, and it was very disappointing to to return to Brazil and aiming for these kind of jobs okay. that's why i decided to invest more and uh, in the academic career mm -hmm. okay and then but even but still keeping my um a little bit of time at least volunteering in these wildlife stations yeah yeah okay so you kept volunteering throughout yes um stations, in, stations. in brazil Yeah, I went back to Brazil and uh, I actually started to work in a wildlife station there. Yeah. And which was really nice. And at the same time, I uh, decided to apply for... So I did my master's mm -hmm. while working in the wildlife station. Yeah. And my master's, uh, the project was very interesting also. It was a project with birds and... Um, Bird strikes, so right. Bird strikes in in Brazil. In Brazil, okay. yes. So we we did an investigation why there were a lot of um, bird strikes in a, a nearby airport in Brazil mm -hmm. with vulture. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. With the, oh right okay I didn't even know you had them over in Brazil. Yes, right. we do the the black one the black vulture. We have other species of course of yeah. vulture, but the the biggest problem there were with an owl, owl yeah. that breeds on the floor mm -hmm. okay. and the vulture and another uh, bird species. Yeah. And the idea was to investigate why these birds were there nearby yeah. the airport and causing many accidents with the, the airplanes. Yeah. Where was an um, army um, uh, airport. Yeah, okay. Not right. a, a yeah. Yeah. commercial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was that was very very interesting because we found out that there, there were many uh, garbage spots yeah. nearby the the airport and okay so that were illegal yeah. of course because in a radius of 20 kilometers from the airport yeah, you right. cannot have any yeah any and that attracts the vultures yeah, exactly yeah. yeah they're massive birds I mean if that's a, if that's a bird strike are. happening ooh, yes danger many. Bad right. situations happen. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that yeah where, where are we right now situated in Brazil? Mm. So we're still in Rio de Janeiro. Or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Still in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. yeah. This was in a city called São Pedro da Aldeia. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's still there when I was still living in Niterói, where the university. Yes. Yeah. The federal. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, continuing this timeline. Yeah. Continue okay, the timeline. Good. <laughs> After the master's, um, I decided to, to apply for a PhD abroad, mm -hmm. and I want to do a PhD in conservation. So I found a project in Austria, in Salzburg. How, uh, how was your English or, or German at that time? Did you... Uh, the, the German, null. Null? <laughs> Zero. 
<laughs> the German very null. Um, yeah. And the, the English, yes, was, I mean... Was your course was in English? Your, your master's I, course? I, yeah, no, my no, master's, okay. no. But I, before that, actually, I went to New Zealand to... Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, for English course. So I spent uh, two to three months, I guess, doing my master's. W yeah. Where did you go? In, in Auckland. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Very nice. Yeah. And <laughs> in, in what year was that? Uh, this was 2013, I guess. 13, okay. Yeah, 13. So wow. it was the, the the second year of my master's. Yeah. And then you applied for the for the PhD position right after your master's? Yeah, before, I, um, still, I was still in New Zealand and I already applied. Oh, right, okay. Mm -hmm. but, but, but did you only go for the Austria position or, or was there any reason why, why? I also went for a position in Hanover. Mm-hmm. Actually, this PhD that I applied is a I apply it's a program in Brazil mm -hmm. called Science Without Borders. Oh yeah. So it's uh, like Doctors Without Borders or anything. Uh, like without borders. yeah, like 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 Erasmus. Yeah, I would say yeah, that okay. they have this partnership between different countries. Mm -hmm. So Brazil had a partnership. Uh, you could find some universities mm -hmm. that were included in this Science Without Borders in Brazil, some universities abroad. Yeah. And one university was the University of Salzburg. And there were many other universities, but I looked for a university where you could do conservation projects, mm -hmm. work with conservation projects. And there were one in Hanover yeah. and one in Salzburg. So I applied for both. Sweet. And I got the one in Salzburg yeah. with the uh, professor Steve Wickham mm -hmm. from Canada. Okay. Yeah. And we developed uh, a project. So the PhD was with uh, theoretical ecology, mm -hmm. where, where I was working with eutrophication, uh, fragmentation, and warming, so anthropogenic yeah. threats. And is the eutrophication link what got you into this position here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because this uh, gave me some experiences, of course, yeah. with nutrients and so on. But the, the PhD was mainly a theoretical approach. Mm -hmm. So we did some experiments to analyze the impact of these those threats that I mentioned in, in biodiversity. Yeah. Working with model organisms, so working with algae and uh, phytoplankton and zooplankton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there was a big change yeah. from birds and yeah, exactly. wildlife yes, <laughs> to, to phytoplankton phytoplankton, zooplankton, and lab, yeah. because before I was mainly outside. Yeah, yeah. do you like lab work? Because I'm like, I, I'm not a big fan of it, of the of the very stringent work, and you spend eight hours, and then you did one thing wrong, and then all those eight hours are wasted. No. No? Honestly, <laughs> I also <laughs> don't see myself in the lab okay, yeah. much, no. Yeah, yeah. good. What's <laughs> interesting, the, the PhD, because I could develop my own ideas yeah. of the experiment and yeah really work on, on my own to and, and was interesting because of yeah. that so i had a, a room where i could do my 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 things put in practice yeah. my, my ideas but i can see you doing that i mean um i've i've so for anyone who doesn't know or for everybody yet i don't think anyone knows um we've we've worked together quite a bit now and and like your when when you write our code for instance it's so nicely written that everybody can follow it it's so good and and i can see you being in the lab and being super diligent and like yeah this is 
the perfect <laughs> cooking recipe that you write there. <laughs> it's awesome. That's amazing to to know. Yes, yeah. it's mainly that's good to know because I mainly do that, of course, for myself to not get lost. Since it's oh, a no, lot it helps, to do. It helps yeah. so much. Like following your code. If if I had to follow my code and and wouldn't know, it's as bad as my handwriting. Literally, <laughs> it's it's so bad. But yours ah, is great. That's good. Yeah, very good. The, the speaking of the the publication just came out at the beginning of this year, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was yeah, end of last year. Yeah, end of last December. year. December. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. First publication together. Yeah, hey. the first. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> very happy about that. Yes. Yeah. So 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 what did we find in that? Yeah, this publication it's very interesting. It's about the decrease in size of cells, uh, phytoplankton cells in the water sea. Yeah, which. It's it's really interesting because the uh, prediction uh, we did is that the cell size is decreasing a third of the, the size ha in been, 10 has years. Been, has been, yeah, yeah, exactly. Has been decreasing uh, a third in 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. And it was very interesting to use the Wadensee monitoring data for this work. Mm -hmm. And we could only use... For for this analysis, we could only use uh, the German data coming back for the harmonization. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes, we could only use the German data for this investigation since the Germans uh, they they measured the cells mm -hmm. over the the uh, the years, and the Dutch data we unfortunately could not use since they didn't measure the cell size. Yeah, exactly. So, so we this this information was uh, is lost. Yeah, yeah. But even uh, I mean, even the 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 work that you did on the German data, even you you had to ex you had to exclude so many species like Noctiluca and yes. and uh, there's heterotroph. Yeah, there's species. so many. The harmonization of data is a pain, and mm. and Josie does it so well. It's <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a long process to yeah. to harmonize the data. At least put both German and Dutch data in a in a place where you could actually compare and yeah. Yeah, Josie the harmonizer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then uh, in Salzburg, your did you work at a wildlife station there as well? Or? No, no, okay. unfortunately not, because they don't have in the in the region is a kind of lack. If you look for wildlife stations in the in, in Germany, yeah. you see that in the south and also Austria, where Salzburg is, there is a lack of wildlife stations there. Right. Okay. Here in the north of Germany, there are some but in the south and in austria yeah there was nothing nearby that i could just do on the weekends and but yeah, you would have i would yeah <laughs> yes well, well, why is I that would, but as we all know phd doesn't allow you much to have no exactly very spare time and how did you find that experience your phd experience was it good or yes yeah was good again very challenging mm -hmm. since i was just I just started a new f in a new field and yeah. doing experiments and working with tiny tiny organisms, <laughs> <laughs> um, but gave me a lot of knowledge and basic uh, ecology knowledge, uh, the, the theoretical background and everything yeah. that I could use for different and applied. Because my my main goal after the PhD. I really liked the project and everything, but I didn't want to continue in this theori theory yeah. place. Yeah. So the main goal was to apply my knowledge in an applied <laughs> project. Oh, and you're doing that very well now. Exactly. Yes. That was a very good fit. Perfect. Yeah.
for the... Did, did it take, how long did it take you, your PhD? My PhD was four years and a half. Yeah, nice. Yes, and... Did you have funding uh, for the entire time? Or fun, funding, yes. Funding, yeah, mm -hmm. okay, right. Yes, I, I, I did, and fun. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and fun. <laughs> fun, uh, but I did, yes. The, the, the money, the funding came from Brazil. That's that's the oh. way, uh, science without borders. Yeah, you mm. told me once that they, they they make you come back to Brazil, yes. or, or you have to go back at some point. Yeah, that's the deal. Uh, they invest in you, right? To do okay. your PhD, and you have to return mm -hmm. and stay the same time you spent abroad. Does your so postdoc count, or does it just count for the PhD? No, just the PhD. Okay. The postdoc is yeah, is a part. It's not nothing to do with Brazil. Yeah. I just got um, they allowed me. So Brazil allowed me to stay for postdoc here. Okay. And after that, the the idea is to return to Brazil. Okay. And spend at least four years there. Yeah, yeah, four and a half. Four and a <laughs> half. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> when, when do you? So they say for another postdoc you can stay abroad, but then you have to come back. Yeah, so. it's always a, a question of if you have opportunity in Brazil or not, and then they you, you can okay. of, uh, apply to prolong your stay yeah. here, or you can return the investment. So you can also I could also. Say okay, I, I want to stay here, and I will pay back my huh. PhD. Okay. Four years, four years and a half. Four, four and a half years. Of, okay. Yeah, but after my PhD, I returned to Brazil, and I spent there. Uh, I don't recall. Remember now? I think it was three to four months. Mm -hmm. So I was already paying back this time. Oh, oh okay, that mm -hmm. counts. Right. Yes. All right. So you can maybe you can go back every once in a while for like six months and then <laughs> yeah. pay it off. <laughs> six months and then return. Yeah. The winter months. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, winter winter is grim up here. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um yeah. okay. Then from from Salzburg it took you right here. Yeah, more or less. From Salzburg, I yes, uh, I, I finished my PhD in March in 2019. Mm -hmm. And in April I came here. Uh, and I found a job right away in uh, the aquarium. I just, I was looking for a job outside of academia. Yeah, okay. To be, uh, yeah, w because... W were you a bit tired of academia? Yes, okay. I was very tired. Okay. I think people that are doing PhD maybe will understand me. As absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I just want to experience something different. And I got uh, um, a job at the aquarium in Wilhelmshaven. Mm-hmm. Which was very, very great. So Wilhelmshaven is at the Wadensee as well. Ah, yes, exactly. So your life takes you back to the Wadensee. Yeah, <laughs> Wadensee. <laughs> uh, yes, um, was very interesting also to work with marine mammals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with uh, Zeerund. Oh. Yeah, uh, and uh, we were doing tra training the Zeerund for, yeah. What is it in English? Um, um, seal? It's just Seals, a har exactly. harbor seal? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah harbor seal, yeah. yeah. And different thing. We also had a tropical area, which was the one I m liked most because oh, it was warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they had um, often monkeys and. Oh, at an aquarium. Yeah. Oh right. Mm -hmm. Cayman. Oh. Okay. Mm, yeah. I interesting. Yeah, and different birds also. Mm -hmm. Very very nice place. Yeah. And and yeah, that that leads me to like the next question. Now that you're, I, I know that's currently a very contentious topic of of zoos um, for conservation. But you, as a basically 
part-time zookeeper. <laughs> what what do you think of of zoos and and uh, yeah conservation in zoos? Yeah, that's a very important topic. I would say my uh, I really agree with zoos, and I think I think they are very uh, important because if they are involved in conservation, mm -hmm. if they are involved in um, in conservation projects mm -hmm. i have some experience not here um here i only worked at the aquarium but in brazil i had some experiences in zoos there where they really were active in conservation programs for for example jaguars or mm -hmm. uh, um aras uh, oh yeah yeah uh, uh, Parrot? Parrots, oh, parrots, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, parents and, and different, many different animals. In Brazil, it's really nice that there is this, they combine the efforts, mm -hmm. zoos, um, wildlife stations, and uh, conservationist breeding places or breeding centers. Mm. So centers that breed animals only to reintroduce them in, in, in the nature and re really support nature with the, these new individuals. Yeah. So I think when the zoos are um, involved in these programs, yeah. they are, of course, very necessary, very important. Plus the education and, yeah, if they can serve as a place for yeah. education. Yeah, that must be so much effort to like rewild a a, a jaguar or um, yes. how how like from from birth they they how how do they rewild them over time? Yeah, it's a very 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 long process, okay. which uh, with a lot of money mm -hmm. um, involved, yeah, and not only money but a lot of personal work of yeah. of course. Yeah, uh, I could say I, I'm I'm not very sure about jaguar but i could say for example for foxes mm -hmm. if if you have a baby fox yeah i was recently um, listening to a podcast where they said that a baby fox costs about eighty thousand mm -hmm. euros if i translate to, yeah. to, to rewild it to or rewild to, it yeah. to until it, it it grows and until it's ready to be released in nature so right. all the effort because of course, the mammals and uh, th these animals are very easily imprinted. Yeah, yeah so exactly. So, so how do you, like, it, it gets born in captivity and then you, you keep taking it outside? Or, or how do you... No, it, it's born in capti captivity. Or if you rescue, for example, babies, maybe the, if the mom is dead and then you rescue yeah, some yeah. babies. Um, this, uh, you have the newborn uh, care, mm -hmm. which needs to be a lot of contact you need to feed them three th every three hours or, or so mm -hmm. depending on the animal we are talking about of course and then um after a while if they are feeding alone this feeding process has to be really in in, in distance right. to humans yeah, so yeah. you have it, first you have to build a, uh, an area mm -hmm. where this baby or where this um uh, animal can grow yeah. because of course you cannot keep in a, in a cage or something like that yeah, you need yeah. a place where it, it looks like a, a, a wild place mm -hmm. um, and you have to feed and the, the animal cannot see you mm -hmm. if it's a fox for example yeah and yeah and then there is a di different ways to release you have the slow release or you have the yeah it's, it, it, it involves a very very long process yeah 
very difficult. Also, how to teach the animal who are the predators because they don't have this from their parents, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a big process. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you wanna you wanna talk about? We are already at a forty minute mark. Okay. Yeah. No, I just would like to to thank you. Oh, thank that, you. That, that's a very nice um, initiative. Yeah. Very nice thing to. Yeah. So the idea is to to idea. because we've uh, had so many new people come to HFMB, and I think um, we can't really see each other because of the COVID restrictions, or we don't really see each other. So I think um, we should get to know each other, maybe on this way. Yeah. A little bit. That's very nice. And other very people true. get to know you too. <laughs> from yes. outside that's a very interesting and uh, amazing idea and yeah, i'm happy to be the first yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> thank you for and being i'm the looking first. forward to listen to the others yeah to other podcasts me too okay josie the harmonizer <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> thank you and see you in the next one amazing yeah. bye bye want to dive deeper surf over to hifmb.de or follow us on twitter at HIFMB underscore OL.